a bye week a missed week because there were technical issues all over the place there was powder outages power not powder outages it is spring after all so there probably aren't any there probably are some powder outages but not everywhere i'm sure it's still snowing somewhere um there were power outages here there were wi-fi outages here there were wi-fi outages because of power outages here as far as technology goes, I couldn't get it to work, so last week we missed a week, but I am back. I'm a back again with a brand new episode this week, here in the first week of May, and I'm not alone. A little later on, I'm talking to three Ski Rex Media fans, probably the top three Ski Rex Media fans, and the three of them are coming on here. We're going to do a quick little recap of the season, where we went, how we felt, what we thought it was like. And all of that stuff, a couple names you recognize, maybe one or two you don't. I don't know. There's three of them and me, but we'll get to that. We're going to do a couple of things first. First thing first, what do you see? What do you notice? That's right, two pieces of the brand new Ski Rex Media Merch line. Some of the stuff you can find or some of the stuff that you will see is like the old shirts. Not all of them, the logo shirt, want that logo out there, but with the new Ski Rex Media Merch Shop at SkiRexMediaMerchShop.com or at SkiRexMedia.com, all the links will be in the descriptions, no matter whether you're watching video, listening to audio, hashtag watching, and what you'll get here, you got the new bucket hat. Now, I'm not going to lie, the bucket hat's kind of small, but I have a big old chrome dome, but check that out with the camo pattern, the camo, the winter, winter camo, and then we have the shirt with the, whoops, sorry about that for those watching. I know if you're listening, this makes no sense, but you can go to one of those websites, go into the description, you can get to the merch shop and you can see this stuff and boom, we got the pocket tee right there with the winter camo logo. Um, very cool stuff, very nice stuff, worked out pretty well. Check that out. There's even um, a 15% off sale with the code relaunch because I've relaunched the merch shop. So if you were interested in that, go check that out. We have the winter camo stuff. We have the regular Ski Rex Media logo, and then there'll be other stuff coming along as the time goes on as we get through the uh, the relaunch period and really work out the new uh, Ski Rex stuff. So I hope you like the bucket hat. Check that out. Um, check out the video version, and there'll be pictures up of it because it's just kind of cool. Maybe not tomorrow because I want to wash this shirt again. Um, well, tomorrow, you don't know. It's Monday night, and tomorrow is Tuesday, but we will see when I get some... Uh, uh, new pictures up of this stuff now that it's here now that i have my samples know that it worked out pretty well made a few changes so yours might not look exactly the same but whatever i'm taking too long to plug my merch so to get on with the program before we go talk to some talk to these three fans specifically about their recap um recap of the season how that worked and we'll shout out to them it will be uh well you know what we'll get to those introductions when they come on but first i want to do another shout out there is another set of fans out there who are not on the program but we're going to shout them out anyway because i got a sh i got a shout out from them they talked to me will dacy man he he hooked me up he's like dude we're big fans that's awesome we love the show i don't know if he said it like that i never met the guy i don't know my impression's probably horrible so Will and his son William up there at Sugarloaf, man, they were they were killing it this season. They uh, Will says that William said, "I also have the same name as my father." 
So I get it. So why am I tongue tripping on it? I don't know. But Will and William, they were tracking their vert up there at Sugarloaf, Maine, and they were killing it. Don't have the exact number, but they were killing it. And uh, William, your dad wants to say, man, great job on the vert that you guys um, tracked this year. You all did a great job. I'm sure you had a great season up there in Maine, just like we had a great season in Vermont, just like you're about to hear about the great season in Massachusetts and Pennsylvania and a little excursion New Hampshire. So Will and William, thank you for listening to the program. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you enjoy this with some guests, which is something I don't do often. And for the first time, video chat, which there may or may not be some issues with. We're still testing, but let's get to it. Let's get into it. Again, shout out to Will and William up there at Sugarloaf in Maine. Love it. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. And now, joining me now are the three, likely the big, three biggest Ski Rex media fans. So let's get into it with them, shall we? So as promised for this week on the Ski Rex Media Podcast, I have guests, the regulars, likely the top three fans I have. I'm sure of it. Just to my, uh, this side, uh, first time on the program, also New Englander, Brian from Instagram. How you doing, Brian? Good, how are you tonight? Oh, I'm fired up. Just below me, Scooter. Never been on the program also, but we have skied together in uh, New Hampshire. That was a good time. And then just to my diagonal, that way, uh, we have the one only infamous number one hype man for Ski-Rex Media, Tech Rob, second time on the program, first time on video. How you doing, Rob? I'm doing awesome, man. How you doing? Uh, good, man. It looks like you're uh, ready for the virtual opera parties to start again. <laughs> you know it. I'm waiting what for What you it. drinking there? <laughs> good old jingling black and tan back home. Got a black and tan. Cheers, Switch Rob. back. Cheers. <laughs> Water guys on the top. <laughs> nah, all right. Just making me jealous with that switchback, but all right. Still the New Hampshire trip. <laughs> Go to the New Hampshire trip. <laughs> well, that's a good place to start. Now... We're going to talk about our recaps. We're just how the season went because this was a weird season for everyone. Um, travel restrictions all over the place. You know, we can not everybody could go everywhere like they normally would. And uh, up here in New England, uh, Brian and I had similar uh, travel restrictions. I'm in Vermont, which everyone knows, and you're in Mass, right, dude? I'm in Mass, yeah, Shelburne Falls, Mass. I live about eight minutes from Berkshire East. Okay, so Berkshire is awesome. Yeah, I've been there, but I've been well. It's badass. I've never skied it, but I've been there. Mm. You, so, dude, how how was your season? We'll start with you because you were similar to us. How, uh, how'd you do? I, I I had a great season. Not done. I'm going to Killington Saturday. Uh, I'll, that'll be day 45. Goal was 50, but uh, uh, 45 is not bad. Um. No. Started in Killington. It looks like I'm ending in Killington. Uh, we uh, Berkshire East was amazing this year. Uh, I, I it it's there. We had a big dumps in second half of January a few times, uh, and in February, and it stayed cold. Usually, you know, in southern New England, you're not gonna you'll ski trees for a couple weeks. It'll warm up. You don't get to ski the trees again for a little bit, but it, it stayed continuous glade skiing for like eight straight weeks. It was 
the place they did awesome there and everywhere else they ski was great too i i didn't have a problem with the lift lines at mount snow i'm pretty regular there uh if you uh if you know your way around the mountain and you take advantage of the singles line, there's no waiting in line, really. So, so I just split up with my daughter. If she didn't get on the same lift as me, meet me on the top. Yeah, you had some but, great pictures of glade skiing through the whole season. I couldn't believe that that was in Massachusetts the whole season. Like, for uh, that stretch, like um, February and March, I was like, awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I was skiing trees in, at Berkshire in March. Me and my my buddy Jamie, uh, it was great. We, I mean, and the Schaefers, they really know what they're doing over there. I mean, I'll 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 pump up Berkshire East all day long. It's there's only two trails in Mount Snow steeper than Berkshire East, Jaws and Ripcord. Berkshire East is steep and cheap. Is that Indy Pass? It's on the Indy Pass. Yep. Nice, nice. I got I got to get yeah, there. I'll come see you next. Yeah, week. you guys. Definitely, you come out, park in the West parking lot, and we'll have a great time. That's where a lot of the locals park and barbecue. Heck yeah! I know oh, Rob down there likes man. the barbecue. <laughs> oh, you know it. <laughs> oh, fantastic! What are the highlights of that New Hampshire day? New Hampshire was the only place I was able to make it out of state with you guys. I did want to get down with Brian, didn't do it. That wasn't so much the travel restrictions, though. It was more, I ran out of gas way earlier than I planned. Um, you know, it just kind of wimped out. So you, you were at Mount Snow a bunch, my original home mountain. Um, there were the pictures. I don't know if you guys saw them. We talked about them of a lift line that started going up the hill from the summit quad. I don't know what it's called anymore. Um, did you see that? Did you see anything like that? Oh, oh yeah, uh, several times. It's Bluebird is the summit, the main summit quad now, and there'd be, yeah. oh, if you were weren't using singles line, you could be waiting in line forty five minutes an hour. It was it was bananas long, but most people don't realize the singles line is the way to go. 10, 10 15 minutes top. So I don't want to let the secret out though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fine. Cause should they have had that line? Like, were they overselling? That was the rumor. Like, another epic fail. Hashtag uh, yeah. epic fail. Well, I, I I don't tend to trash fail. I mean, they were, hmm. you're stuck in a rock and a hard place. It can't get people inside the building. You've got, you know, a six-pack chair with two people on it. And then, of course, people are trying to get outside doing stuff this year. Uh, it was kind of like a perfect storm of lift line problems. So, I mean... I mean, I so, know down here and they tried their hardest. And down mm. here it was like seventy-five percent capacity and seventy-five capacity percent capacity across you know two hundred or five hundred or eight hundred acres, whatever size ski area. That, that's that's a lot of people. So you can put a lot of people in the parking lot. They just get bottled up at the lift lines, right? Right. I and mean, Brian's point: there's a lot of people getting out. There were like I. I I, I, I'm pretty sure you guys will agree, and I know Rob will agree because I think he wrote about this on Skiing with No Filter. I did. Yeah. We all went into it scared that it was going to be a bullshit season, and it was awesome. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I wrote about the season. I mean, uh, you know, I, I told it like it was. I mean, the people made the season. We made it happen. Um, 
you know, it, it was the ski fan base that, that actually made the season happen. Um, it wasn't particularly always pleasant at Val Resorts. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I was happy to be back on snow. Uh, you know, uh, to Scooter's comment, you know, like we would go online and they would still be selling day tickets while limiting pass holders. Um, you know, it, it wasn't a real thing like that made us angry. But, you know, we still went out there and we still got it. You know, I know Scoot's got over 50 days. Hell, he probably has over 60 at this point. Uh, yeah, I, I had 70. And I, I got to say, I, <laughs> I didn't full day that I had a problem getting a reservation. I, I know people that did. But if you're if you're on top of your game, I guess, your reservation game, you didn't have any problem with it. Or if you ski damn near every day like I do, you just, like, reserve every day. And then <laughs> you're skiing anyway. So. <laughs> Um, now, to Scoot's point, the reservation game is a spreadsheet. It's made up three months ahead of time. He's a well-planned, <laughs> a well-planned skier. Well, you, you got to get <laughs> in first, and you know I might have tested the the system limitations early in the season, and you know it is what it is. <laughs> they needed someone to test those systems, man. It's the first time they did that stuff. The the thing I see with the season is it started off slow. Like the the closest hill to me that's a non-vale mountain is like three hours away. There's five resorts within two hours. Sure. Or yeah, five. So the season started off really slow, but once they got going, it got really busy on the weekends, but the midweeks weren't bad um but definitely a higher traffic on the midweek compared to a, a normal season a lot of people um getting out I, I ran into a guy one morning we had like five inches of snow and um i'm in my car getting ready and guy gets out and he's like oh hey i work with you uh i'm just here skiing for an hour i'm like i don't care <laughs> <Ski> all day <laughs> you know <laughs> kind of, like he all right pretty awkward <laughs> For any kids watching, don't call out of school to go. Don't call out of work to go. But if you do it, I want to see the pictures. Get a permission slip. So, it's valid. Get a permission slip. Take a mental health day, they call it. I don't know how true it is, but it's fine. So I agree, though. I saw an uptick on weekdays. In fact, I think I said it two weeks ago when I was on Brian and Mario's podcast. Uh, I, I made mention there were times I thought the season was no different. Like you look outside and there's just the same amount of cars, uh, same different states, New York, Connecticut, Massachusetts, so on. I, it didn't feel any different to me. Maybe some days um, it was less people. Like I did sneak out to New Hampshire before skiing with you guys uh, to Pat's Peak and there was nobody out there. Like, what a day. I had the place practically to myself. Um, but, yeah, it, I, I didn't see it, like, really be different. How did Berkshire East look, uh, Brian? Uh, some Sundays was the most cars I've ever seen there. I'd be going down the, go. the – the cars are going down the access road, down to Charlemont Road on, on Sundays. It was insane. Uh and of course, you have you know the quad going to the top or the triple going to the top, but they're not you're not you're not filling it. So there was actually a few times the lift line was going back out. Twenty minutes long, twenty minutes at Berkshire is a long lift line, man. 
because uh, yeah, you can be spread out around the mountain pretty good. And so, and then of course, the restaurant for the most part was closed during the season. They did open it up on the weekends, reservation only, but they did a great thing. I mean, they were well prepared. They excavated down in front of the lodge and built in a retaining wall and a new seat, outdoor seating area. Underneath the uh, restaurant deck, they put in um, pickup food, and you could order just about anything there. It was great. You got your beers there, et cetera, et cetera. It was, it was a good time. They did a great job, but it was extremely busy on the weekend there, more than I've ever seen it. A lot of uh, Eastern Mass skiers were coming out our way because I'll chat people up on the lift if I'm if I'm up there alone. And I, it's usually Connecticut and New York folk outside uh, outside of uh, locals, but it was tons of Eastern Mass people not going into New Hampshire, coming to Western Mass to ski it, and they found out what a hidden gem we got out here. Oh, I'm sure you're going to actually see. I think uh, along with the increased interest in the Indy pass. Not that I think the Indy pass is going to, to wreck these mountains. Like it's going to make them too full, but it, it, it's getting people to place they wouldn't normally go. And with the pandemic, um, in fact, again, we're talking to Brian on his program the other day, we were talking about Yagu Valley, Rhode Island, and they almost had to turn people away because everybody from Connecticut, and Rhode Island was going there. They couldn't come here. So they were going there. So the little places, these little hidden gems were getting hammered with people who, who didn't know they were there. So I don't know if that's going to continue. Kind of want it to, kind of don't, because it would be good for them to have the numbers. I don't know. How did PA look like that, like down in Pennsylvania? Oh, it, it was nuts. Every, the, the weekends, especially the holiday weekends, were crazy. But a little bit to that, in PA, we usually don't get our mountains open until like mid-January sometimes so it, it was limited terrain over the holidays they weren't running all the lifts and it was it was very busy but once it got open the, the weekends continued to be pretty busy I skied at Liberty most of the, the winter and it, you know once uh, you got past like that um, lunchtime rush it kind of slowed down so if you could uh stomach the lines for a few hours you would be okay or just come later whatever i'd, I'd ski all day so um i'm ski through it and there there are a couple days where i i ditched it early you know like it i was at round top one day and the line was going up the mountain i waited in it two times for over half an hour i was just like this this just isn't worth it you know <laughs> yeah a you know, 600 Easy. foot mountain waiting that long it's just no <laughs> The busy days were odd, man, because this was supposed to be the season that nobody was out. And, like, everybody was out, including the uphillers. Scoot, you were into that, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of got into it this year. Um, I, I got into it a little bit last year, but this year got into it more. Um, luckily, we had a lot of natural snow around here. So um, a couple of those busy weekends, um, I kind of ditched the resort. I think there was like two Sundays or, or maybe it was a Saturday that I didn't go out and I, I would get out a little early from work and, and go up and there wasn't really good coverage. There was a lot of rocks and dirt and roots, but Hey, it, it was fun. It was getting out there. I think I got 10 or so days um, doing that. And then the resorts um, in Pennsylvania, finally 
um, embraced uphill and started allowing it, um, which was cool. So you get on the slopes, you know, an hour or so before the lifts open and, and hit a run or two and then ride the lifts the rest of the morning. So I kind of got into that a little bit towards the end of the season. So um, all in, uh, you know, practice and all that to, to do some true backcountry in coming years. Sure. Sure. I, I, I saw a lot of people taking advantage of that too this year. Like everywhere I went, it was not like a continuous line of ants marching up the hill, mm. but you know, there'd be a lot at suicide six, you know, you taking laps past their um, uphill trail and just waving it person after person after person. Man, there was a lot of people, but there was another alternative uh, for those who wanted to get inside. And I think Rob is the king of big snow. <laughs> um, I know you made it down there a couple times during the season, man. Talk it up. Well, I made it down there uh, nine times. Um, I'm not only a regular skier, but also a park skier. Uh, so for me, like, you know, it's a training ground for park, a place to knock the rust off. Um, I'm close, which makes it, you know, 100% better than what it really is. Um, but you know what, man? I, I mean, there's people that show up in 95-degree in weather in shorts, and uh, you go in, and it's 28 degrees. You know what? And it's inside, and everybody goes, oh, I love to be outside. I love to do this. I love to do that. The second row of snow, the surroundings don't even matter. Like, you're skiing downhill. You know, mm. all you care about is the snow, the winter, everything else. And I think Scooter can attest to this the first time that we went there uh, together. Um, you know, it's just like, you know, you're on the snow, and you don't even care about anything else around you. It's the snow, the lift, the lines, the people, you know, the conditions. Um, sure. It's all the same. The best thing about big snow is the consistency of the snow. Um, and, and if you have new gear like I do, I'm still waiting to get those uh, vocal kendos out and, uh, you know, rip those things on the slope. Um, it's a great, great place to just kind of let go and get back on snow and, and not lose your footing. And, and you know, I, I love the place. I really do. And people call it, oh, it looks like a big gym or it looks like a big, you know, indoor venue or it looks like an ice skating rink. Trust me, the second your head just rip into that snow, you're over it. It's, it is what it is. It's, it's a ski resort, period. It is awesome. Um, I loved it. I know the three of us have been there. Uh, what do you think, Brian? You interested? Excuse me, I didn't, I didn't hear that. Uh, you interested in the indoor place, big stuff? I actually, I, I, I'm considering seeing if my daughter wants to go down at some point this summer to check it out. It, why, why wouldn't I? Is I guess the question. It'd be a good time. Or uh, take a trip down. It's only probably three or four hours from my house. Go down, bang out so some easy. runs, get some lunch, and rip back. So, yeah, of- it it really is a great trip from up here. Um, we went down for a two-hour session, came back all in the same day. It was no big deal. Um, it was awesome. It was awesome. And I I think it was another one of those places. Like I've been saying, most mountains handled it great. And they did. Um, Rob was like really the recon man. He was there when they reopened. Like wasn't it that day or the next day? It was uh, two days later, yep. So I got days uh, nine days in at Big Snow. Um, I was there two days after they reopened. I got a reservation. I was one of the lucky ones. Uh, you know, I was on the computer, uh, pretty much sniping the reservations. 
<laughs> um, I smoked a reservation for September 3rd with uh, Ski Wife. And, uh, yes. you know, we got there and, uh, you know, and we were itching. Like, we were closed down from early March. So we were itching to get back out. And, um, you know, and, and, and to tell you the truth, like, the, the stoke and everything to get in there, just to know we were going to be back on snow was just incredible. Yeah, I I'm think that's going to now. Was that? I'm starting to get the itch now. I uh I sealed all the skis off today with the wax, but the one set I uh scraped the wax off and did them up nice cuz I know they're going to be the big snow skis um for the summer because I'm once June hits, I'm hoping to hit each month of the uh summer and then go 12 months and then I plan to ski all the way through May next year. So hit every awesome. calendar year. So that's my goal. Um, so hopefully we, we do it. So I'm starting to get the itch to get the big snow now. It's been like that's, a month off snow. So I'm I'm ready to go now. Hey, that's awesome, man. If I, I don't hate on big snow. I swear big snow took this season as much hate as Vale did. And every other day somebody was just mad at it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And uh, but Big Snow took all the undeserved hate, and I will say I don't know about the Vale hate. I know what a lot of the rumors were, um, but I don't know how true they were. You know, well, we all heard about this way. So, from a Pennsylvania perspective, that Scooter lives in Central Pennsylvania, and all his lists actually work. Um, but you, you know, you look at some of my videos on Instagram and some of my videos on Twitter um, of, you know, uh, one lift running, hike through the rest. Uh, Jack Frost Mountain has had two broken lifts for I don't know how many seasons, and they're not dumping any money into it to fix them. Uh, you got to hike to those lifts. And the other reason is, you know, the lift that mainly services the East Mountain, which is expert terrain, mm-hmm. has been down for... I would say at least the last year, you know, wow. so you got to hike from expert terrain to intermediate terrain, which is at least, you know, in Alpine boots, I would say a mile <laughs> to get back to East mountain. Um, and they it's don't, absolutely they don't kind of ridiculous. Yeah. They, they mm-hmm. mark it off. Like you could ski down to that lift and not know that it's not running. And you get there the one day we got there and the lift operator was like, Oh, it's going to be 45 minutes till we open the lift. We're like, why, why is the trail open? (laughs) (laughs) You know, or I'm sorry. It wasn't me. It was one of somebody in our group, but we were just, I'm I'm glad we got the warning and didn't go down there. (laughs) No, I get that. I thought I made a similar stake at Bolton, but it wasn't. Rob did that. That was fine. Didn't you do that at Frost this year, Rob? You went down to East mountain. I did. I did. I went down East Mountain and then had to hike almost a mile back up to intermediate terrain to get back up top. Oh, and on, on GoPro, Dude. you hear me you hear me go, What the fuck? I gotta hike? <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, and I do the best remember GoPro, that actually. Two of the guest, best GoPro videos I ever put out it is all the <laughs> fails and all the things where I'm pissed off at. That's the stuff I like to post. Um, not so much of me skiing. Like anybody could probably, you know bomb a trail but you know what the moments like that just are classic so you know what that's why i post them oh i don't want anybody to see me skiing that's embarrassing jesus fucking scooter saw me on my ass this 
in New Hampshire there. As that, long as you're having fun and smiling, everybody's a great skier. Exactly. That's that's uh, I agree with that. You know, if you're in control, you're not running anybody over and you're you're having fun, that that's that's what skiing's all about to me. It's freedom. Except here's the problem the day I fell is that Alyssa was what 10 shots deep and she didn't fall. <laughs> well, I was stone sober and I went fucking right down. Well, you know what? Alyssa is an anomaly. Um, you know what? She's that was Black animal. Mountain. That was Black Mountain. Now, if we go to yep. Cannon, that's a whole different story of Alyssa. <laughs> I can't that was know. a good story, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I won't put that out there, but you know the story from uh, East Coast D-Chat, so, you know, uh, on Twitter. So, uh, you know what, though? Uh, look, Alyssa likes to have fun. She let go that weekend. Good for her. Um, you know, and, and not an expert skier, but you know what, man? She was having some goddamn fun, so good for her. I mean, she like was... one of the best weekends of skiing. That that weekend was so great. You know, I, ha I had the week up there that I was already there, and then you guys showed up at the end of the week. Then we, Tim came up on Saturday. We, we did the cheesesteak thing, and it was a great time. And then yeah, and that pretty much ended it for me. Like, I had a plan to go down to Berkshire East right after that. I'm like, I'll go up there with those guys. I'll go down there with them. Travel restrictions be damned. And I got home after that day, which was another two plus hours battling snow squalls that stopped when I was <laughs> 10 minutes from my house and I'm just battling it. And I sat down. I'm like, God, everything hurts. <laughs> so I was gassed for the season. How are you guys feeling? Everybody in good shape, feeling good joints moving. Yeah. I, I've right. been great. I've been out on the trail a ton. I got, backpack back here got the other ones right I'm, i want to stay in this uh ski shape through the whole summer so i can get back at it so my brother's hiking the appalachian trail so it's giving me a little motivation to get out there and doing some hiking so well, Rex media follows him now so there you go yeah i'm i mean uh you know i've been hiking same as scoot like i have a a whole bunch of trails around here i live by uh brandywine battlefield so land is not really built up on um Plenty of trails right by the Brandywine River, Longwood Gardens, beautiful places. Um, Love Longwood Gardens. Just out there enjoying the scenery. Um, you know, my township's pretty small. It's only 10 miles, but they don't build on it. Uh, very private mm. from the city life. Um, if you enjoy the city life, you know, go five minutes from my house, cross the border. There you go. Otherwise, uh, you know, leave me alone in my paradise and I'm good. Um, <laughs> you know, but I put the backpack on. I got the DSLR out and, uh, you know, just enjoy the trails. Um, you know, I bought a six pack of big snow, uh, when they had the sale, 109 bucks for, uh, you know, six lift tickets. So, you know, I'm ready to go. Nice. What about nice. you, Brian? How you feeling? Oh, I feel great. I mean, my, I ski a lot of bumps, so my hips are always feeling it. Uh, but, uh, no, I, I go to the, I go to, I usually go to the gym before work nowadays. So, uh, I try to stay into some reasonable shape. <laughs> so. We'll see. I, I hiked Berkshire East a couple weeks ago and skied it. And that was awesome. It was actually great. There was still top, almost top to bottom skiing, but you know, one a couple of on UMass and uh, over on uh, Hemlock. And I'm still, I'm hoping I'm going to ski Saturday. And it looks like Killington's going to be open Memorial Day weekend. So I'll, 
I'll skate Memorial Day weekend possibly too. I got to get a couple more in me here. Those superstar bumps are calling me. Dude, that is wicked bumped. I saw one of their recent pickers pictures that I was like, I don't even think on my best day. You guys are killing me. You guys are killing me. I so want to get up there. It's it's eight hours though. It's just too far. It's an hour it's and a ridiculous. half. For me. Oh. <laughs> it's 30 miles from me. <laughs> Brian. But it's about a million kid. miles from my knees. Brian, your kid rips bumps pretty damn good. I've seen seen some of the videos. Yeah, she's not bad. She's gotten good. She's uh she loves it. She's uh addicted to skiing. That's that's what she, that's what she wants to do. And, I love uh, it. Yeah, so I, I'm lucky to be able to share something with her like that. So um it's a really fun thing i mean it keeps them off the damn these phones too you know <laughs> no, that, that's cool. my uh, dad and i do a lot of skiing together um so yeah pops you gotta get on twitter you gotta join this east coast chat you meet my my dad and you'll probably meet him next year but yeah it's it's awesome family thing you know it's great times that i've spent with my dad on the fun yeah, fact uh, brian's no. daughter is the youngest Ski Rex Media fan, I think. Yeah, she oh, she's a big fan. She likes listening on the ride. If we're good, I live about uh, in the mornings. I live thirty-five minutes to Mount Snow because I can hammer right up there. Afternoons yep. more like forty-five or fifty minutes. Uh, there's usually a lot more traffic after you know after the day, and uh, I need I can't be going so fast. So, uh, mm-hmm. but we listen to the going to like Timo or Bromley or something. She puts she puts the Ski Rex Media podcast on. She likes the other one there though, uh, to the uh, ski bums. Yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> there it some, is. some of it's not exactly appropriate for an eleven year old, but what, what are you gonna do, <laughs> dude? When you first told me, like, no, she totally knows. She listens. I was like, she listens. <laughs> they they know what? Wow, I couldn't believe it now. Okay. What's that? <laughs> Wap. Oh, so, well, yeah, all right. These kids have some crazy stuff. Anything on the podcast, anything she's hearing on the podcast isn't that bad. <laughs> True. These kids got some stuff these days. Like, I'm like, all right. I think I was advanced for that age, but not like that. Dude. <laughs> Music today. Uh, she's, what are you going to she's, she's a good kid. She And she mm. loves skiing, so. Man, anything to do with skiing we just dropped off uh uh next year's skis and bindings and down to uh usually go to the colorado ski shop up in dover because it's closer close to me uh in dover vermont but there are other stores in west springfield mass so we made a trip down there to get the stuff all mounted up i just bought a pair of uh line sick day 88s can't wait oh nice Heck yeah, uh, that ski my... shop it's in Dover. That's uh, that's just past the Seven Eleven on the left. If you're going towards the mountain, right? Yeah, it's on the left. Yep. If you're going towards the mountain, yep. Yeah, they have it two wasn't stores. There. They're decent. Are they? I I haven't been there. I they weren't there when I lived there. When I was a kid, they they weren't there. Um, the buildings were there, but those shops weren't there. And I, I haven't been in them. I haven't checked them out. You know, I haven't been to Mount Snow in years, to be honest, just they, through town. There's some fun stuff, fun stuff over there. Yeah, I check it out. The Snow Republic Brewery. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Amazing burgers, amazing beers. 
Amazing everything. Great. The people are great there too. That's good. I'm, I'm glad the town's coming together, man. Like that place was always cool, but it always felt a little like it lacked something. I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know how to put it, but, but uh, I always loved it. I loved growing up there. I love skiing that mountain. I've skied all but one trail. Anybody want to guess which one it is? Ripcord. Ripcord. There you go. <laughs> that would have kicked my ass. Oh, bye, Rob. That's a badass trail. Yes, it is. It is. Pretty wild. Like, I bailed at, uh, what's that? There's a little offshoot. I think it's to the right if you don't want to commit. La- last you head down or something it's called or something like yeah. that. <laughs> and it dumps you back down on River Run. Yeah, yeah. And I, I took that. I was like, this is beyond me. <laughs> and I've skied other double blacks at other places, but not like that. What? Well, that's that's probably pushing forty degree angle. That's steep. yeah. That's a wicked trail. Oh yeah. And I've skied Bear Trap. Uh, and I won't. I wouldn't go down Ripcord. But uh, you know, I Bear Trap's awesome. That place. Especially when the music going. Hmm. The the uh. Back then, I'm sure the music's different now than it was back in my day. Back when I was a young buck and it was hard rock and ska and things like that. Now it's that hip hop. I don't know. That's not on my playlist, but all right. (laughs) My playlist is Guns N' Roses on it. There you go. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. I am so metal it hurts. I got I've listened to metal that could make people go sterile. Godsmack. Yeah, I got everybody on there. I love Godsmack. Fun fact, Godsmack, my favorite band. Um, classic rock in my helmet all year long. This year I cranked on um, classic vinyl on Sirius XM. Okay. Love that it. in my truck. Yeah, love it. it it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the good stuff, man. We've talked. Uh, we did. We did a music episode on the virtual opera party last year, last summer, and uh, I, I think we were talking about it. And it's just the music scene for skiing has changed so much. Like again, back in my day, and uh, evidence to this, I still have like um, event CDs. Like back then, like races and big like whatever event is there, they'd hand out CDs. It was all hard rock. It was all punk. It was all metal. It was all ska, like my boss tones and real big fish and things like this. That's what it was. And the hip hop thing was starting, but it was, I was a fan of it then. Now it's just changed. It's all EDM and, 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 and other stuff. I just don't understand as an old man. Tim, you're not, not even that old. You're not an old man, Tim. I feel it sometimes. I feel like those guys. I'm like, I don't get the music. My music was better. <laughs> Isn't that what every generation says? <laughs> oh, they always do. So I always tell you guys, people, you know, was that? Let me, ask you guys a, let me ask you guys a question, not to change the subject. What do you think the Opry was like this year without lodges? Like, I know for us, it, it was awesome. And I, I, I love the parking lot Opry. Um, you know, and you see me cook up the chili, Philly cheesesteaks and everything else. And, and, you know, and Scoot does his thing, and I see Brian's pictures. Um, I think that's here to stay for the season coming up. 
I think oh, there's going to be less people in the lodge and, and more people in the parking lot. Good, Brian. What do you guys think? I completely agree. There is a lot of good times out there. I mean, when it was co- really cold, it wasn't overly fun at sometimes. But overall, I, I think you you hit it. You hit the nail on the head. It's it's uh it's got to be here to say save some money. Um, it's a little more relaxed. Not as you know, it's not uh you're not bunched up in there. So I I, I can't agree more with you. Yeah, I agree as well. It didn't honestly. It didn't change much for me because I kind of did the in parking lot operate as well. My home mountain is um, Round Top, and there's a parking lot right at the bottom of the main ski trail and the main lift that goes up the mountain. And the atmosphere always there has kind of been tailgate. And this year was bigger than ever, Um, but that didn't change for me because that's typically what I did. The, The one thing it did change is. Those days where it gets down to like 10 degrees or zero degrees, those are the days that I would typically go in the lodge and get ready. I just got ready in the car those days this year. And I'm like, yeah, oh, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that, but that's few. Except for the day my boots froze. <laughs> oh, yeah. That. So Rob forgot and left his boots in the car overnight. Everybody take this as a lesson. And, and they froze up. It was zero degrees that night. He couldn't get them on the next morning. So he, yeah, you can't get them on. Yeah, so he had put them on the uh, heaters in the car and you know waited 20 minutes and was able to get them on. I don't know how you ski that way because my feet get so cold. I got to <laughs> house every night, take the liners out, dry them out, um, and then put them in the car warm. If I put on a cold boot like that, I'd ski for two runs and I'd have to quit. But everybody's body's different. <laughs> I say you're all three right. The day of the lodge is dead for a while. Um, as Brian said, it saves money uh, from a business perspective. You know, there was a couple articles out there that said the mountain took a real hit in food and beverage, which obvious because the lodges were all closed. But people loved the the tailgate scene, the opera scene like that. And I think it's only going to grow as we start being a social sport again. Like, you know, no more social distancing, no none of that. The masks are coming off, whatever it is. And I think it's just going to grow. The day of the lodge is dead, man. That's what I think anyway. Do you think uh, Black yeah, I- Weber Grills seen an uptick in uh, sales this winter? <laughs> I absolutely do. I hope they do. Sponsor Ski Rex Media, guys. If you hear it, and I'll, I'll tell you sell one, your grills. I'll tell you one thing from uh, going to Scutso Mountains, which I, I never really visited Central PA. I went down there this year, and uh, you know, and, and the tailgating like it's a close knit community. That's what I love about it. Um, it's like my home mountain, Bear Creek, but nobody's tailgating in Bear Creek. Um, but the other thing that Bear Creek had was food trucks, so food trucks were like all the shit this year. And uh, mm-hmm. and they were for real. They had a barbecue pit food truck at Bear Creek Mountain. And Bear Creek Mountain holds a lot of outside activities. So they were all set up for the operate. You know, they had the heaters. They had everything. They had the fire pits. They keep that stuff going all year long. They've done it for years. And, and it was just absolutely awesome. Um, you know, the only thing that's different from Bear Creek compared to Scoots Mountains are, uh, 
you know, like Scooter it really has a nice tight knit community. Like the Scooter has that small, you know, Blackstone grill. Like these guys are freaking full size Weber's out there and like cooking up a whole thing, breakfast, mm-hmm. bacon. Oh, it's crazy. Uh, you know, you know, he's hitting me a big rib sandwich at eight o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, that dude's got like you know five pounds of bacon sizzling on the grill. What's up mm. with that dude? <laughs> That's that awesome, one, though. That the morning it was really cold, and he put his Blackstone inside the back of his Chevy Suburban and cooked in there. We're just like, <laughs> like it, like his his car had to like smell like bacon and eggs, like. So bad in Greece. I mean, but let's be honest, though. That's better than any little tree air freshener anywhere. I agree. Like, I would love my car to smell like bacon eggs all day. It would be great. I don't want to clean the the grease up, but. You know, the one big difference I'm going to say is, you know, know, me and my ADD, so I'm not going to change the subject again, is that that resorts, uh, me and Scooter visited Jack Frost Mountain very early in the season because it was open. Normally, they open East Mountain, and they open up intermediate trails first. This year, they opened up all the beginner trails to hold back the crowds from visiting the rest of the mountain. However, my home mountain, Bear Creek, within 48 hours of snowmaking, was almost 100% open, um, which kind of uh, gave me a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, yeah, we've seen this. that? Yeah, like, they... They didn't start making snow in the expert area at Liberty until like it was like January twentieth, and that you know nobody really knows why. And you know I didn't go question people who am I to do that, but you know it's like the rumor was they just didn't have enough staff because years ago like we know they can run pretty much every single gun on the mountain, and they they weren't for whatever reason. But it is what it is. Once it got going, we we're good. Hey. I mean, me. I mean, me being in finance, I know that the the number one line you hit to save money is labor. Uh, you cut your employees, you cut everything else, and you cut the labor line, and that's the first line that saves you money. Um, it's unfortunate that I see that they did that on the mountains, at least where I'm at. Um, you know, and you talk about lifties working 10, 12, 16, 18 hour days. They did it. Um, I hooked them up with cheesesteaks, but you know, <laughs> I mean. That's a skier perspective and just hooking a lifty up. But, you know, uh, it's unfortunate uh, uh, what they did. Now, you know, I didn't buy an Epic Pass this year. I'll still ski with Scoot. Um, I'd rather buy a lift ticket than be connected into the Epic Pass. Um, I bought the Gindy. I bought my home mountain. Uh, you know what? And that's where I'll stay. And, uh, you know, that's where I am this year. So for 2021, right. you've already you've already purchased. Yeah, well, as you see, I set my Epic Pass on fire online. So <laughs> that was awesome. That was that's funny. <laughs> I'm so I'm I, because if I could do that, I would do the same thing, and I'd probably torch it with like in a little more style. Sorry, Rob, um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, you know I, I have no choice here, unfortunately. But um, the the indie pass, I'm going indie pass next year for sure, and maybe I'll throw another one on it. I don't know, um, but going to those indie mountains really saved my season, I guess. Um, that place we went to, I can't think of the name of it right now, Waterville Valley. I we got Waterville Valley. Yeah, we got two days at that place, and wow, that like 
it was this place is awesome. Going back there for what sure a, again. Indy. What a and, deal. Yeah, camping about a day. You guys aren't too far from uh Berkshire's other mountain. They own Catamount down in Southwest Mass, which is on the in part in New York and part in uh Massachusetts. And that's a great mountain. You guys should take advantage of that on the Indy Pass next year. It's, it's, not, it's not that far. It's, you're probably about the same. It's probably like an hour, hour and a half from me. So it's probably like a couple hours from you from yeah, down that way. Three and a half, four, four hours from oh. me. But, um, oh, yeah, I, you're in central. Pe- I keep forgetting how big Pennsylvania is. a big yeah, state. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like 40 miles from the Maryland line. So I'm okay, like, yeah. <laughs> so it's a drive, but Rob and I got to put together an indie indie trip next year, and uh, hopefully we'll include and oh. get some other people on this trip. <laughs> well, I like I bought Route 100 trip. I bought the Epic Pass and the Berkshire East Pass. I, I, the sale price you can't go wrong. It costs actually less for my daughter and I to own an Epic Pass than our two Berkshire passes. Um, so, and Mount Snow is is 35, 40 minutes for me, and and uh, Okemo is an hour and fifteen minutes for me. It really can't go wrong there. Yeah, so yeah, I, for sure. no, no, I, I no, know it's, it's a good deal for you. Yeah, and I and I want to try mean, out Hunter this coming year. I've never been there. Uh, Son of Peas on the Epic. I've never been there. I'm check that out. So Hunter's hmm. awesome. I love Hunter Mountain. Hunter's uh, awesome. Uh, uh, I, I traveled there regularly every every single year, and, and it was a, just an awesome mountain. Uh, trust me, I'll miss Epic, but uh, you know I just I just can't do it with with what they're doing to my home mountains. Um, you know with the broken lifts and the hiking and everything. Like I, I just I'm not into it. <laughs> yeah, they can do probably they should be able to do better than that. Well, they're doing lifts. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're moving that lifted Okemo over to Mount Snow, right? The quantum isn't that going to Mount Snow? Oh, there's a there's a triple. I, so Berkshire East is installing another lift and opening up more terrain on the backside. The rumor I heard that there's a triple coming out of Okemo and moving to Berkshire is being bought by Berkshire East. Don't quote me on it. This is just you know scuttlebutt around the mountain. But we are putting another, or they are putting another lift on a Berkshire East. But I heard that it. Is the quantum? What's the quantum? Is that a triple or is that a is it a quad? That's the bubble quad over on Jackson Gore side. I think. Oh yeah. no, that's staying right. That's staying on Okemo, and they're putting a six another six pack in. I just read that today. Where's that quad? Yeah, I'm moving think- that to the summit. That quad's getting moved oh. on the mountain to another location, and they're putting another six pack in. I just read that this this morning. It's probably mm-hmm. going to the south side then. Okemo is a great mountain. Oh, I love that. It place. is. It's very high end now, though. I mean, it's a, a little different than it used to be twenty or thirty years ago. But that that is a blast. There, just <laughs> uh, some great trees. It's the yeah. New Bretton Woods. <laughs> it's 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 Stratton Central. There you go. Stratton Perfect. Central. <laughs> Stratton's Manhattan North. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. No comment. I do love Stratton. Oh, it's a badass mountain, but it is uh, it's a lot different it was in nineteen than in nineteen ninety. <laughs> you know, oh, it's yeah, funny because totally I, I I spoke to Scooter's dad about Stratton, and uh, I'm like, oh, I love Stratton, blah blah blah. And he's like, when was the last time you were there? I was like, twenty years ago. He's like, yeah, it's way different now. <laughs> he's like, wait, do you see it when you go back there? 
It's you know, my ultimate goal, my ultimate goal was to, uh, on the New Hampshire trip, was to meet Brian and, and Ski Berkshire East. Uh, I, I passed a sign on the way up to New Hampshire, and I was, like, uh, in tears because, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, something came up at work that day. I, I wound up working an extra day, wound up in New Hampshire an extra day. Uh, uh, it was just a mess. Um, well, hopefully I really, the next – oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, but, you know, uh, hopefully next season, you know, I definitely make it out there. Uh, I'm definitely going to make the trip, Ryan, to get out there and ski with you uh, and Excellent. your daughter. I'm, I mean, she uh, she rips. She really does. I mean, the, the I love the videos and the pictures and everything else. Uh, Berkshire East looks like a great mountain. I've never skied it, but it looks like a great mountain to rip on. Oh, it, it's uh, it's uh, it's got it's hands down the best mountain in Massachusetts. It might not be, you know, Jiminy Peaks pretty dressed dressed up and kind of fancy now. Uh, but terrain wise, people wise, uh, operations they they do everything perfect. I I don't I can never say anything bad about them. They're they're great folks running it and. They they make great snow. They they've really put an effort into snow making, and uh, you know they know how to re- find lifts out there to take on you know new used, and uh, they everything's always in tip top shape over there. So it's a great place. Yeah, I mean all season. I I really didn't see a bad day in their way, honestly. Uh yeah. It, this would have been that stretch of mid January to mid March. I. I it was unbelievable there. Usually, like I said earlier, you're not skiing trees every day in in Massachusetts for eight straight weeks. Usually, usually there's some kind of thaw out, but it stayed below. It was in the teens for weeks on end, and that that northern area, the Berkshires, Southern Green, had a real basis this year. It's crazy how like Southern Vermont they they got like two storms that were like 30 inches or 25 plus, you know, amongst all. Yeah. Six and eight inch storms in between. It's right. <laughs> there was that one in December that dumped four feet on some place. Yeah. Oh, chemo, like 44 inches. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 44. Mount Snow at 30. Mm hmm. It was ridiculous. Even in my little valley here, we had like 27, 28 inches of snow. It was, it was stupid. It was awesome. I mean, I'm, I mean, even at Bear Creek, like Bear Creek, like uh, the last time I skied powder there was the nor'easter of 2018. After that, it was all man-made snow. And this season, it was like, it's a pal day. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm less than an hour from Bear Creek. Um, not a big mountain. Uh, they have a 50-degree slope. Uh, they have a lot of a lot of steep. Um, yeah, yeah, a 50-degree slope. Just pretty much just go over it and... Point them straight and good luck. Um, <laughs> but you know, uh, you know what? In powder, I mean, they were they were absolutely just phenomenal with uh, number one grooming, number two leaving trails ungroomed and leaving them natural snow, and number three they were pretty much one hundred percent open since the beginning of December. So, you know, kudos to them, especially during the warm up. Excuse me. Um, the one complaint I probably had um, with Mount Snow this season, um, and what is on the weekends they groom the shit out of everything. So 
any kind of bumps on trailers are just about gone unless and ripcord was never open when i when i the, the times i went there um except for probably the december storm i was there the day after but i stuck to the trees because one thing mount snow has is some it really does have great tree skiing um but they groom it so much on the uh for the weekend weekend warriors that there's never any bumps um and i don't a lot of people like skiing groomers but i wish they'd leave some stuff untouched once in a while if i if i had one complaint with mouse snow this year for on the weekend i gotta work i can't be up there on a wednesday you know i don't yeah. know because <laughs> okimo i've noticed the times i've been to okimo there's less bumps there since Vale's taken it over um in the past so i don't know what's i don't know if they safety concern they, they yeah. They do have a few runs on Okimo that are just for bumps, and it they're wild. I had a blast on them, um, and they put some warning signs. I think you're right. It's it's lia- they're avoiding liability. What's that one tree run at Okimo Stump Jumper? I think it's called. That that's pretty bad. It's off the top. Uh, if you go up the bubble and off out in the back there. I think it's called stump jumper. Uh, yeah, I think I that's it. What? Yeah, I I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's a pretty cool uh, trick. Yeah, you know, rule number I, one: never follow a scooter. So I follow the trail. It's ungroomed, and uh, the stone on the bottom was kind of sticky. And uh, you know, I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? And he's like, rolled over scooter. And, and <laughs> that afternoon, we were walking through the parking lot. He wouldn't even follow me walking through the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I was kind of. I can attest to it. It was, it was like a lot, a lot of kind of work. I mean, it's just too much work for the. Sure. <laughs> I say, no, Scoot's got some skills. Was Maybe in my younger days, I could have kept up. But not now. No, I can't even for Dave. <laughs> I say I'm a good spectator now. I'm a good no. sideliner now. You're a good skier. I saw you. Yeah. You got great form. You got everything. Sloppies. I'm I'm sloppy compared to you. <laughs> well, that's just, nice of I'm you just, to say. I'm just trying to get you know. You make I, it look easy. I, I had a kid tell me I ski like it's 1995. So. <laughs> I, ski heard, like stein man i'm still doing that <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> like oh, I, he, I ski real close like real tight with my knees and i've heard comments from people that i ski like an old school type of style but i don't care whatever <laughs> i think it looks cool fun <laughs> i don't know if you guys follow um the electric ski poles over there on electrics on uh on uh instagram uh speaking yeah. of skiing like 95 um their music is all about that era it's just great and um they'll tell you all about it no, i'm thinking like i movies from back then the ski movies back then had some pretty like cool music Oh, the movies they had the great music, the great clothes, the great skiing, the neons. Stuff. Like it was a, yeah. the one, yeah, that. it was a different era. Yeah, electric ski poles. Check them out on Instagram. 
you'll get a kick. I don't think he's been uh, – I don't think they've been posting a lot lately, but go through their stuff, dude. It's because they're still out doing it like it's 95. Like Daffy's off bumps. That's all it is all day. And that's that's that era, baby. Oh, I don't know. You don't want a Daffy. I say I was still learning in that era. <laughs> I, like I, that's when I was just getting into it. Me too. You know, and yeah, like well, in '91 was the first time I ever did it. Did we lose and, Bob for another black and tan? I think yeah. <laughs> that's funny. He's <laughs> gone for a couple of them. There he is. There you go. I'll pull back. It gotta be hot with that. So uh. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me. Oh my god. First I reached this year. So, would you mention since 2021 or, or like 2021 is a year? If there will be snow, I don't know how the condition first PA first there. Oh, last year we didn't have much snow last year, but they did it. They they did a great job with the conditions last year. Uh, it was a lot of sleet storms last year, and you know a couple bigger snowstorms. Um, Year before, uh, it was okay. It wasn't great. 17, uh, there was a lot of snow out here. Uh, the March in, in three weeks, in the first eight days of March in 2017, uh, the you know Savoy State Forest is right up the road, and it's, it's a little higher elevation, but they had 100 inches in, in, three, in eight days uh, up there from those three nor'easters that hit in a period of eight days. So the conditions are pretty – Berkshire East was skiing well – like the fur into the 2017 was skiing in April and that was the plan this year. And they could have did, they could have done it, but the last weekend of March, um, I don't know if you guys know, but Berkshire East is the only ski resort in the entire world that is completely self uh, sustainable. They make all their own electricity. Yep. So they have a solar farm and a, and a wind, and a, a wind tower and a windmill. Um, but there was a uh, really bad windstorm last week in March and knocked out their power in the local level. So I was on my way up there to ski March 28th. And then, so that weekend got shut down. And then there was a pretty heavy-duty warm spell that next, like Tuesday, it was like 80 degrees here. That, yeah. And so they weren't going to, they didn't open that, uh, that, la that first week in April, which I was kind of bummed out about. It's cool to ski Berkshire in April. I mean, I did it because I hiked it. That's different. That's not the same. Um, but this year's conditions, I, I'm giving it a, uh, a solid a there because it stayed cold and they made, they made a ton of snow. They received probably an average season worth of snow, but most of it fell between, you know, mid January and the beginning of March. So it, it seemed like there was more snow coming from mother nature than normal. That's superior yeah. though. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much thought here crazy yeah it was it was for a late winter it was kind of a good one like i think i think in the end i think you could all agree with coronavirus with the coronavirus the the weather being what it was whatever it was it was still a good season right oh yeah i think it was a great brian Oh, I who's going? Me? Uh, I I sure. think I I was awesome. It was uh amazing. I had a fun every day. 
I was there every Wednesday night, uh, some Thursday nights, uh, some Friday, Friday, Friday days, Friday nights. Every weekend. Uh, it, was, I, it was an awesome season. I had a blast. My, and my daughter's smiling every day. And one thing that's cool about Berkshire East, all the all, Mohawk, the school system she has, that's a big skiing uh, high school. It's usually got the number one girls program in the state of Mass. Uh, you just drop your kid. My daughter gets dropped off there every every Wednesday at 12 afternoon, afternoon by her, her grandmother. The kids meet up and they just bang it out till 8 o'clock at night every Wednesday, 12 to 8. So it's daycare and skiing all one. <laughs> that's kind of awesome. Now, that's something I just thought about. How, how did the night skiing go? Because I didn't do any of that this year. And so I didn't see it. Like at Bolton, I bailed out before the sun went down. How did that look? I usually like, and Vail Resorts didn't do night skiing at our local resorts <laughs> Friday. So, um, but nevertheless, um, yeah, I usually ski some nights um, after work. My work is actually closer to the hill than my house is. So I would bust up um, after work and do some runs. But that didn't keep my day count down at all. I still went out with work from home. Um, I was able to change my schedule around, and get out just as much, even though. But but yeah, night skiing, I, I, none none around here. <laughs> I didn't see a single day at night, which was odd. Yeah, How'd they, Brian, like, how'd it look for you? Uh, the excuse me. Wednesdays were, it would be busy up till six. I was there every Wednesday, like beyond busy after six, it died down. It was like a normal Wednesday. Uh, but Fridays I stopped going after a while on Friday nights. It was, it was getting insane. It was really busy Friday nights. It was unbelievable uh, how many people were there. It, night skiing is a blast too. You got a different breed out there. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good it's a good time. You get your bevies going. You got your, uh, you got your fireball on the lift. You're having a good time. I always call it, uh, it's especially Friday nights, like hormone night because our local <laughs> has uh, like ski club night that night and all the local high schools roll in with the buses. They didn't, they, <laughs> you got like all the kids on the hill, like trying to impress all the girls and all that. It, it's, <laughs> yeah, you, you might have to watch your back a little bit. Fun time now. Yeah, I mean, PA night skiing was was great. Uh, Northeast wise, um, really did a great job with night skiing. Uh, Bear Creek reservations for no pass hold for uh, no reservations for pass holders. They uh, also did, uh, you know, they did kept their youth programs. They kept everything else. Um, they limited pretty much day tickets. Uh, you didn't see many tickets and jackets on the way way down the hill um most of them were pass holders which i thought was awesome so they kept their programs they kept everything else they kept their season pass holders happy um i went skiing with sherry and we only sherry um on twitter and instagram um skiing with her at boulder and there was basically this running at boulder which is a veil owned resort which i was really happy with um because there was so much terrain to behold uh everything you had to hike through um real wasn't happy with that uh but i went there i had a good time 
made the best of it. And, you know, um, but I'll give it to my hometown, Bear Creek. Kept it alive during the pandemic. All this spin, all this running. Uh, keep everybody moving. And, uh, you know, nice keeping lives on. Strong in the East. You know, the worst I ever got hurt was during night skiing. So there you go. The reason I asked about it is because um, I know like bars and restaurants had to shut down at a certain time because of whatever. I guess coronavirus hits you harder at night. I don't know. I didn't. I don't know how it worked. So yeah. I was, And I hadn't thought about it all season. Like I said, the one time I was close, I was at Bolton, but I left at like three o'clock. So I didn't know how it went. And then when Brian mentioned it, I had I had to know. But I'll do it again next season. Wherever we go, I'll go. I'll go. And I do hope we all get to ski next season because all this shit should be done. And I'm saying over Gatlinburg, let's go. Pick, you, pick me up on your way by or, or just stop <laughs> the rest of the way. I'm down. Hey, man, I'll indie everywhere. I'm down for a huge indie trip. I do, I do wish we would have got the Route 100 tour. Brian, did you know about that, or was that a Twitter thing? That was a Twitter thing. Was that a Twitter thing? I, I'm wondering if uh, – I'm hoping they, uh, if they'll ever add Bromley onto the Indy Pass. That'd be um, a nice addition. Bromley's a blast. I love that place. That place is awesome. Oh, <laughs> the most badass. convenient so mountain fun. anywhere. Oh, and, and, and you know, you know the you know the history of Bromley. Uh, Fred Traps Jr. was the guy that created Bromley. So if you pay really close in all the trails, close attention to the trails. A lot of them are named after the beer, Paps beer. So. There's there's ribbon run, there's you know patch run, there's all kinds of different name trails named after the beer. It's a pretty cool place. That place is sweet. I've actually never skied it, believe it or not. I've been to it several times in the summer. Yeah, a good time like, in summer. Good time in summer, man. Alpine slides, hiking, the whole thing. The Appalachian Trail. Yeah. Or the long trail there, I mean. So I was there you go. I was gonna stop at two beers, but since it was brought up. I've been <laughs> PBRs. Yeah, I've been dropping these along the Appalachian Trail for hikers. I'm I'm gonna drink one now. There you go. Because <laughs> Hey, shout out to Bromley, man! I love Bromley. Bromley's I, such a the, great place. Okay, there was two disappointments Mount Snow had for me this year. The sixteen <laughs> the sixteen ounce PBR went from four dollars to six dollars. So that was that was kind of a. That was kind of a four dollar PBR sixteen ounce ain't bad at a at a Vale resort, you know. <laughs> but knocking it up to six? Six still ain't bad. It's not bad. <laughs> but just watching it climb, that sucks. Yeah, it, 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 that was uh cousin's restaurant used to go in there and pound out PBRs for four bucks. <laughs> I love cousins too. Mm. Not that I did a lot of drinking in there, but I did love that place. I, I just fun. love Mount Snow anyway. I I love Dover. It's a great, great, great town. I love Dover. I like Wilmington too. Graduated from high school there. Um, what town are you still, from? I grew up in Wilmington. 
okay. and Wordsboro. And my my family's from Guilford and Vernon, so okay, so down there. I know I know that town a little bit. See, when I was growing up, I lived in Brattleboro, Wilmington, Wordsboro, yep. like that whole area. So we moved around a little bit. Um, so I, I know pretty much the entire area. Um, but I do love Mount Snow and I feel bad every time I see Haystack or the Hermitage Club or whatever it's called now. Still Did everyone confirm? Was that? <laughs> Say, uh, when yeah, they we so were... they got together all the members and rebought the play, bought the debt and rebought it. And, uh, they're at, they added more members actually. Uh, the general managers from Greenfield, Mass. Now they brought a guy in. Um, a friend of mine's an instructor there. It's it's it's. I guess it's doing pretty well. I don't know if you've ever got if you guys have ever rented up the access road, but the houses are insane on that hill. <laughs> so did it open this year? This past year? Oh yeah, it's beautifully open. They were about to sell the six pack, and then when the uh, the owner group got together last, I think it was last May. They stopped the sale of the six pack bubble because they have they have their own six pack bubble. It goes to the top, and then uh, they got it all put back together, all set up. They got their snowmaking in, and yeah, it's they had a killer season, and they had a lot ah. of snow. It's uh, okay. And, yeah, you should. There's a podcast. Uh, you ever listen to Storm Skiers podcast? Yeah. Yep. Uh, that he did a whole interview with uh, the the general manager that's from Greenfield, Mass. Um, okay. regarding their reopening, it's pretty interesting, uh, educational too. It's that's pretty good, actually. His recent one I listened to while I stay my fence this weekend, uh, long uh, was uh, about the the Indy Pass creator was the interview, so that, that was good. Cool. See, the thing with the uh, Haystack or Hermitage Club, um, when Brian and I were talking about it on the Ski Bums podcast, Highfalutin Ski Bums podcast, I, I could have sworn they didn't open. But I'm. It's okay to be wrong. Last um, year it was closed. Yeah, yeah, that I knew, and I I remember driving up there during the summer, and the sign was all grown over. Things were wrecked. I didn't even go up the access road thinking there was security not wanting people up there, because it did say no trespassing everywhere. But I didn't realize they got their stuff together to open. Yeah. I didn't know that. So good for them in a way. Good. I don't like that that place is private. Nope. It's very high end. The lodge Wicked is high insane. End. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, rem, I remember when it first went to open back years and years ago. And I'm reading the, all the requirements. And I'm like, there's no way. Not no way. Like, I think there was even an age requirement. Like, they didn't want you to be over 25 or something. I don't remember what it was, to be honest. But. I just couldn't believe it. So much money. That, I mean, good for them. That whole area, you know, well, you guys were talking about what the Dover, Wilmington area. I stayed there a couple years ago. I think I stayed at the Big Bear Inn, and it was kind of like a throwback inn. Cool place. Woke up the next morning, cooked me breakfast, and off to the slopes, and I stayed there a second night. And it, I kind of got that, uh, like, you know, I didn't feel like I had the resort feel that, you know, you get at Mount Snow. It was kind of like the, feel in town little restaurant in that area called dots you guys probably heard of it yep oh, yeah. been there many times yeah yeah cool cool little restaurant i think uh, yeah, totally. they give you a 
a huge plate of food. Like I'm, I like to eat, but I can't eat the portion that they give you. <laughs> that place is legit. Oh yeah, it's absolute, good. real good. Wilmington's a great area. Dover's a great area. Southern Vermont's just great. I loved growing up there, so you know it was good. I loved it. I just I, want Haystack to be public. Vermont, New, I, I love it all up there. New England is wonderful. I love it all. I know Brian's great. area a little bit. I've toured through there. It's never skied down there, but it's gorgeous down there too. Oh yeah, what Franklin County and Berkshire County, beautiful. But most people, you know, think of Massachusetts as a urban, urban state because what five and a half million people live inside four ninety five. But you come out here, where Berkshire East is, where where I live here, and it's it's a beautiful country. Oh, it is. Massachusetts is great like that because you're right. People think, oh, Massachusetts, isn't that just Boston? Right. Like, no, dude. There's a whole other area to explore that's nothing like that. It's, it's almost like it's two states. It really is. It's Boston and Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what it well, is. It's like, it's like Elk Mountain in PA. You know, Elk Mountain's like, you know, the ring of York. They're really PA skiing, or <laughs> you know, really, it's degree. Uh, it's not one PA man ski. Yeah, I can attest to that. It's <laughs> really cool mountain, but uh, yeah, it's it's doesn't ski like any other mountain, and I don't know if that makes sense, but I don't know. PA mountains are just different. <laughs> Got lots of mountains are different. Is in PA, it's 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 kind of crazy. <laughs> I've only, you know, I've only skied in the Poconos and Seven Springs. I haven't seen anything else there. Gotta go to Elk. <laughs> I'll get out there. We'll meet you there. We gotta get that. I mean, have you been to actually, that mountain down there, Montage? Yeah, yeah, that's yep. a cool mountain. I hear that's pretty cool, yeah. You can only see Montage pretty Yep. Fun fact, I have been to Rob's Town. Many times, but never when I knew him. So there you go. Do with that what you will. Well, all right, guys. Have you been having a good time? Oh, yeah. yeah good, I, it's yeah. been about an hour. So we're going to wrap this up. I appreciate because, the invite. Yeah. It's, well, it was your idea. <laughs> I hope you didn't get too bored or over-talked by any of us or anything. It was your idea. I appreciate it. Thank you, all three of you coming on. Yeah, and you're always problem, welcome. Man. Well, I hope to see you guys I, come check out Berkshire East this coming winter because yeah, you won't you won't be disappointed. I'm pretty oh, sure yeah. market that will be there. It, it's going to be a, a certainly a, a normal year, so it'll mm -hmm. it'll be easier to do those travels. Oh yeah, absolutely. Next year, especially Indy, because I'm doing Indy again. I didn't even get to JP, Waterville. I didn't get to any of these cool places. So they just added we're Powder Mountain onto that. That's mm -hmm. that's powder. that's that's the big leagues right there. That's that's serious add-on for that that pass. That pass is ridiculous, dude. I mean, some people would say it's only two days at each. I'm like, yeah, but there's like 70 or 65. Yeah. It's like so much you could do, and in some crazy ass places too. I mean Tennessee. Yeah, hell skis there. 
what five days pays for it now. Before it was four, now it's five. Yeah, it's still That's inexpensive a, I, for the yeah. places you get on it. Still a hell of a deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I yeah. paid for mine. And I barely used it. Yeah, that it was I'm, awesome. They pays for it in four sessions. That's just taking the average price of fifty bucks a lift ticket, which those the fifty dollar lift ticket days are gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're only getting that at like northeast that, slopes up here. That's why I like couldn't say no to the Epic Pass this year. Yeah. Four trips to Mount Snow. My daughter and I's lift tickets are passes are paid for on four weekend days. Yeah, because yeah. that'd be oh, like yeah. two hundred thirty-one dollars for us to go there on the weekend. So if you bought mm-hmm. it at the window. Heck yeah, dude. Oh, I suggest whatever mega pass you can abuse the shit out of. So you're skiing for like $5 a day. Yeah, exactly. Go with it. Go with it. Thank you guys. I'm glad you had an awesome season. I had an awesome season. It was season. Jeez, you think I'd be drinking the way I'm talking tonight. God damn. <laughs> um, anybody want to plug anything? Yeah. No? Twitter. At tech underscore and on Instagram, Rob G underscore ski website, ski filter.com. There you go. Anybody else? You, you guys got to check out all, all about our prey. Rich. Stoner. Oh yeah. Rich stoner. Yeah. yeah Rich up One of these place. guys ski with him. I, I, yeah, I, I chat with, I was supposed to meet up with him. I missed out, but uh, I chat with him online. I, I, I own a few, few things from his store. Great stuff. Cool guy too. Check him out. Yep, me and so, uh, me and Scoot got to uh, spend some time with him up at uh, Shawnee early season. Cool. Yeah, he's a nice guy. There you go. Yeah, good dude. Actually, I got one shout out. One shout out to my buddy Tech Rob down there. He invited me to Cannon Mountain up earlier this year, and he wouldn't take a freaking penny to stay in the freaking condo. So shout out to him. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Awesome, Tech dude. Rob, the nicest guy in skiing. There you go. Cross country. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Hope you guys had a good time with this. And uh, we'll we'll talk to you throughout the summer. And then we'll see you maybe during the summer. And then we'll definitely see you in the winter. Sounds great. Right. See you guys. Thanks, boys. Thank you, sir. Later. You're welcome. So there you have it, everyone. The season that shouldn't have been anything. The season that should have been straight shit. The shit season, the shit show, was actually kind of awesome. Take it from me and take it to take it from uh, three of my fans, three great dudes, um, two which I've skied with um, and one I haven't. Thank you to Brian from Instagram, which this program was his idea. This episode was his idea, so we got him on. Um, and thank you to Scooter, who uh, his first time on the program as well. A lot of good stories coming from him, and he did it. Like you heard, a ton of days he went over seventy. Um, and once again, thank you to Tech Rob, the number one hype man and top fan of this program. Um, and thank you for his second appearance um, and his shout outs. Um, Rob G underscore Ski at Instagram. Uh, tech underscore Rob on Twitter and skiing with no filter.com. Again, I'll put all those links in there as well in the description, in my description down below, check him out, follow him, follow those other guys on Instagram and or Twitter. If you so choose, we're all very big in the East coast here. And then again, me and Brian are Brian and I are new Englanders. And we know he, like he, like he said, he's going up and he's getting some Killington in May, 
We all wish we could. And yes, it is very close to me, but no, I am not physically ready. That's right. I'm whining. Give me sympathy. Thank you for joining me and uh, the boys here on Ski Rex Media, Ski Rex Media Podcast. Um, again, going into the... Uh, Go into the description. You can go to the website, read the written posts, more Ski Rex Media uh, podcast. If you missed any or if you just got into it, thank you for joining us. And uh, check out some past episodes um, as well as the virtual Lapre parties and the uh, replays and the uh, recap and reviews of where I went skiing this year, which is really just me sitting here and then adding video footage and stuff from those days. Um We'll do better with that next season, trust me. And hopefully big snow as we get down there. Right? Right. Thank you. I know that was a long one. The longest Ski Rex Media podcast yet. And the more I keep talking, the longer it'll get. So please go into the description. Check out all the links. Check out the merch shop. Check out the Patreon. Check out a few other things. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. And you never know where I might show up. I did during the episodes you heard bring up Brian and Mario, Highfalutin Ski Bums. And I was on their podcast not too long ago. So you can check them out as well. Um, and we dropped a few other podcast names in there. So check them out too. And I will uh, see you. That's what I'm going to do later.